In a world of EMS podcasters, EMS Office Hours is the only live podcast bringing you the latest topics and opinions in EMS. Turn down your scanner and turn up your speakers as we join Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp on their latest EMS podcasting journey. Welcome to EMS Office Hours. This is Jim Hoffman. Um, today, I'm kind of flying solo. I don't have Josh or Dave Brenner with me uh, today on the show um, to help me with this recording, but it's sort of a special recording I'm doing today. I've got a, uh, an EMS author uh, with me today. We're going to talk a little bit about his uh, EMS experiences, but also we'll talk a lot about his book that he has, and I don't want to kind of give away the title and all that stuff just off the bat, but I want to get and introduce him to you guys. Uh, his name is Brett Schneider. Brett, how are you today? Doing good. Thank you for having me on, Jim. Oh, no problem, man. I, um, you know, I've done these things in the past, Brett, with other uh, EMS authors. Um, you know, one guy with a friend of mine, George, George Stephenson. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He has a uh, EMS book called Buff to Burnt out there. I did. I've, uh, read, I've read both of his. He's uh, He spent some time here in Louisiana in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he's uh, – I can't remember the top man where he's at now. If he's in Louisiana, Tennessee. I'm trying to think where he's at right now. Uh, doing Still doing EMS, you know, still, still loving the job. But um, I actually worked with George – back when he was worked in the cities and I love being able to go ahead and talk to him about the book and his experiences and challenges actually even writing a book. Um, so well, real quick, uh, I, I want to, the, the title of the book, uh, which I, which was one of the things why, when I saw this book itself and I, I thought it was kind of a, of a cool, um, title that you had is it's welcome to Orleans, to New Orleans. How many shots did you hear? I thought it was kind of an uh, unusual title. Most certainly. For a book, right? Yeah. And And I think, uh, but I think good. I, I, I really feel like that, uh, you know, your title and your headline for things, you know, really kind of uh, draws the eye to it, you know. And then, then I was looking at the actual graphic to the, the, the book cover, and it's sort of like that old ambulance, and it's got graffiti on it, and there's a, something there holding a syringe. Um, was that something that was was done like a, an actual picture of an ambulance? That, was that a Photoshop? That ambulance that? is still sitting on the side of the road in uh, in the New Orleans area. I took that picture myself. Uh, that's an ambulance that was taken out of service and put at an old, uh, an old location where they stored vehicles, and somebody obviously tagged it. And it, it was yeah. such an interesting picture on the side that it seemed so appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you tagged it, you mean by putting graffiti, graffiti on it, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I don't know if everybody out there knows what that type of stuff, what that stuff is. I know, I, I know, I do. Coming from a you know city, I'm sure you and you do as well. But uh, people tag, what's that mean? Does that mean there's a hashtag? Is there a hashtag on it, or what's going on? So I, it, it's it just I, that was one of the first things that I saw when when I came across this, and I thought just a great uh, title. I think a really cool cover. Uh, you know, for that book, I hope that the the guy that did, that did the graffiti doesn't come after you later saying, "Hey, that's my picture. I I did that graffiti." Shouldn't have left it parked yeah. on the side of the road. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, the um, title's such a. Uh, I mean, I'm very glad it's a catchy title, and I, I really like hearing you say that. And it also comes from someplace so unique to what we were doing. I mean, it's 
it just seems like a dichotomy, those two sentences. But when I worked uh, in New Orleans during the mid-90s, the murder rate and the violence was just so, so prevalent. I mean, we had upwards to 500 murders in 1994. Uh, yeah. Obviously, working EMS, we were very short-handed, running just six to eight units for the entire city. So the amount of shooting calls we saw were astronomical. And, of course, a lot of those victims ended up being the poor people who visited the city. So kind of the inside joke was you'd always ask the patients, how many shots did you hear, trying to gauge how many bullets got fired and all that. So it almost got to be a joke with the tourists about, welcome to New Orleans, uh, how many shots yeah. did you hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, you know, it, it, uh, you say about being short-staffed with EMS. I think that's, uh, you know, the, kind of the theme everywhere you go, right? Exactly. The, 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 the calls keep coming in, but they, they still try to get you by with the few ambulances and EMTs and medics that you possibly can get. Um, so, uh, uh, Brett, why don't we talk a little bit about, you, about yourself, give people a little bit about your background as well. I know you've been a medic for, uh, what, 26 years uh, uh, working around, you know, inside, like you said, inside the city of New Orleans and also around it. So just want to maybe give give you a chance to kind of tell a little bit about yourself so people know where you're coming from. Sure. Uh, I'm the consummate guy who doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. Uh, <laughs> I got out of the Army in, uh, in 88 and moved back to New Orleans and uh, had the fortune at that time to get a job at one of the local sheriff's office who had a rescue division. It was one of the last ones that had an EMS slash rescue division attached to the sheriff's office. Uh, I already had EMT training from the military, so immediately got to go to work uh, on the truck there. I've moved. Uh, I've, uh, I've worked for the city of New Orleans, several of the private agencies as well. I've done time on both uh, the movie sets as a medic, a uh, good bit of work in the oil field, traveling around the world doing that. I've worked as a policeman. I've worked, uh, now I'm working uh, as a medic and a safety manager for an oil and gas company. So uh, I'm not sure where I'm going to end up in this journey, but it keeps getting interesting as it goes. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that. I think a lot of people in EMS sort of have that type of thing, right? They kind of float around doing different jobs and, and you know, but still, like you said, you're still in that theme of, of, of EMS and being a paramedic. And I think... That's that's a big part of I think what drives us in this in this job, you know, um, and I think a lot of us out there have a book in us, right? You, you, you always say everybody has like one book inside them. Oh, I you know? I agree. I mean, especially in EMS, you see so many different things and such a diverse background of people. Uh, that yeah. The stories are all there. Much like me, I mean, I'm. I'm a storyteller at heart. I, I enjoy talking and BSing and goofing off. And my oldest daughter, who's 26, and my wife uh, both made a big point of saying, you need to write these stories down. Uh, yeah. So I finally started writing them down more or less in journal form. And uh, they they grew and took on a life of their own, as, as many works actually do. Yeah. It's funny. I know there's been many a time myself I've tried writing writing books. I tried writing, uh, you know, again, stories like like you mentioned, you know, true stories and, and stuff of my experiences, everything from being a young EMT to 9-11 and trying to include all that stuff. And I never can, I don't know, I'm never really happy with what I'm writing. It doesn't seem to flow right. And, 
and then I tried, you know, I'm trying to, I tried writing a, a, a fiction sort of novel, uh, with hero or the anti-hero, I guess, with, with the paramedic, and it's a challenge, man. And so I, I, my hats off to you and other EMS, you know, authors out there who really, you know, are able to make it happen. You know, um, I'm more, you know, I do more of the books and our websites of uh, putting the educational content together and and getting that out there. I'm, I'm fairly good at, but when it comes to trying to make it into a story that I feel is going to kind of really hold the reader's attention. It's hard, you know, and I think, and I think that's probably a lot of people's challenges too, because you, everyone tells a story. It sounds great. And then we start trying to type it and put it on paper. It's like, what am I talking about here? Right. It's that's not all, really flowing that, right. That was my biggest fear starting off is how can I take that story? that's very animated and, and, and told in a group and put it down on paper and get it to convey the same sort of emotions. That was always my fear from the very start. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many times I've written the story and immediately taken to somebody who knew the story and said, read this and tell me if it gives you the same sort of impact that you've heard me tell the story before. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good tip, though, actually. I think for people out there that might be thinking about doing this type of thing, is to go to somebody that knows the story or that I've heard or maybe have heard you tell it before, show it to them in writing form and get them to give you feedback. You know, are they getting the same impact they got and laughing as hard or crying as hard as it was when you told it versus what they're reading, you know, on paper. And that can I guess can give you a good a good indicator uh, you know, how good you're you're putting it out there, you know, how how you're translating it to, to the written written word versus just saying it. Like you said, the animation, your facial expressions, your hand gestures, all that stuff, it's not there. And it's tough. It's tough. And everyone everyone's not Stephen King, you know, it's hard to <laughs> to to get that out there, you know. Um one thing I do I wanna I wanna I wanna mention too here is, is uh reading sort of the bio of the book and, and what it's, you know, the, 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 and like you mentioned about the title of the book, uh, how many shots do you, did you hear? Um, it, you know, people might see that and say, Oh, this is going to be like a, a big blood and guts, uh, book, you know, but when you read sort of the, the, uh, the, the, the explanation of the book, the bio of the book there, it kind of tells you that it's, it's, it's really a collection of short stories and it's not just, the, the bloody stuff and sure. you know of course a lot of people love that you know the bloody part of EMS and that trauma and everything but just will talk about you know other things too emotional things like losing people you know on the job which is hard for you know us out there in the field when you, you lose somebody that's you know a co-worker or, or, or a fellow you know uh, EMS provider or, or first responder out there um, and also you talk about a lot of the funny moments that you've experienced as well, which I think is important to point out. So people get in this book, you know, either they don't get it because they're afraid it's going to be just too much of, you know, gunshot wounds and stabbings and stuff. I think there's a really um, good balance. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's important to kind of point point that out. And I'll say that when, uh, I, when I started writing, obviously, as most of us, the stories you tell are usually the funny stories. Um, those yeah. get told more than anything else. So when I started writing, that's exactly the ones that I was putting down. And then I started just making lists of the stories that were so impactful. And you see that there's, just like you said, there's a mix. There's, there's of course, there's blood and guts, there's action, and then there's some sad stories that are very emotionally telling. And as I put it together, I, I tried to weigh that out so that you had a good ebb and flow through the book of the different stories. 
Um, I, I also did something that's a, a little strange, uh, and I, I, I ask everybody to tell me what they think when they read it, is there are no chapters in the book. Not one. Okay. The stories actually just literally go story after story uh, with a story heading. And I kind of explained in the forward why I did that, and you can speak to this as well as anybody. When that dispatcher keys up the radio, you don't know what you're going to get. You have no idea what the next call is going to be. It can be the silliest, most mundane thing to the most scary and horrific thing you've ever been involved in. And that's kind of the feeling I wanted to convey, that the only hint you get is that title of the story, and it maybe tells you a little about what you're going to get, much like your dispatch giving you information. And then you get into the meat of the story to see what happened. And as you go story to story, you may go from something extremely funny to something sad, back to something funny, much like you never know how the calls are going to roll on the street. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's kind of a cool idea, man. Because it, it is true. We you get dispatched these calls out there as an EMS provider, and and you know they give you the call type and they give you sort of a basic idea what you might be getting there. But it's never really that when you arrive. True. You know the chest the chest pain isn't always just a very clear cut chest pain. You know that the the car accident isn't necessarily a very clear cut car accident you know you never know what you're really going to encounter and how you're actually going to mitigate that when you get there you know with with patient care transport interacting with with patients bystanders partners other responders and 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 whatnot so um it's very that's kind of a good i good sort of um approach that i think to to maybe try to bring that feel to to the reader um and you know, it, it, the book is like what? It's like 150 pages oh, right around 150. there. As far as the the flow of of the book and 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 having that chapter to chapter and the the length of the book being really, I think, a a key element um, to it. You know, sometimes people go out there and they write these books and and it's either way too long or it's too short where you can't really get get it, get into it enough or. Uh, get an idea what the the author is trying to get out there. So I think it, it did a really good job with the the length of the book. Um, mm-hmm. And I know in part of it too is uh, you had mentioned you know major events as well, things like uh, Hurricane Katrina, also and 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 kind of stories about that. Is that a big part of the book, or is that just a, a chapter in of itself? I wouldn't or? say it's a large part. I probably have. There's a hundred stories in the book. I don't know something. Okay. I, I hit a hundred stories and just felt it was appropriate to hold it there. Um, there's probably four or five stories that relate to Katrina. Um, there's probably four or five others that re- relate to other mass casualty type of incidents that I've had to deal with. So I mean, there's ten percent of the book there that deals with that, uh, and they run the gambit as well, from funny to to bizarre straight so yeah 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 i mean listen i i think it's it's just such a, such a great idea man and 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 i'm i really hope that it's the type of thing that's going to um you know encourage other people out there that that have this sort of you know dream or drive to get their stories out there to to write them i think every ems provider i mean even i think if you're sitting there with your partner in the ambulance, you know, your idea of what a great story is is different than what their idea exactly. might be, you know. And whether the you know, people write this stuff down and it's a, a big hit and and whatnot, or whether it's just something a few people read, 
I don't know. I think it's good in a lot of ways to get get that out there and get it on paper and 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 you know kind of share your your your, your thoughts and your stories and, and your experiences as a, as a provider. I think a lot of times things like these you know TV shows that are out there don't really reflect what we do. You know, no, as a profession. They... It's very hard. I know it's hard because of, of you know privacy laws and and editing and things like that. You know, I mean, I was, um, you know, I I, I, I was an extra on the third, uh, third watch you know, when that was out, and I remember you know hearing the consultants talking about the EMS end of it and the police end of it and stuff, and how they have to edit this stuff out and have to make it a certain way so that it's it's for TV. Exactly. You know, it's not it's not something that's you know real like that so it's difficult you know for that to happen you know so uh i know you got this uh i don't know if you know anyone that showed night watch actually that's I'm, out there I'm friends with quite a few of them uh, a couple of yeah. them i actually uh, uh fto'd four years ago so oh boy because uh i had the uh, back in uh sometime in the 90s discovery channel did uh, a show called life in the er yeah, yeah. I remember that. Several of those episodes were done here in New Orleans, and they rode along with uh, my crew back then. So I look completely different. I actually had hair back then, but, you know, we all, yeah. we all have succumbed to time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny, like that, like the like the, uh, the Nightwatch show, too. You know, a lot of the people I talked to about that show, and a lot of them thought, you know, they, they nitpick about what happened on the call and – what they saw somebody do or not do, you know, for a patient. And I'm always like, man, you don't understand. You don't know what might have been really happening. And you, you know, don't know what floor. ended up on the cutting room floor. Right, exactly. What what they actually did, what they cut out of it. So sometimes, oh, I can't believe they said that. I said, well, you know what? That might be big of a that may be part of a bigger conversation that was going on that you didn't really, you know, see. You know, it ended up like you said on the cutting room floor. And I always try to kind of point that out to people. That's why I think sometimes when you talk about writing books and getting those stories out, you know, you're not really, uh, you know, that you don't have to do that. You don't have to kind of leave stuff out. You can be as raw as you want. You can you can hold back some things if you think it's going to be too much for the reader to to you know to take in. Um, you know, so I think that's that's a great you know, even though you get you seem to be having more and more of these kind of. Uh, reality shows coming out there, or stuff that's based on reality coming out there, um, you can't you, you can't really replace the real thing, no matter what you do. And I think that the the best way is really with with the book. Um, and and I, I'm sure just just a couple of last things here, Brett. I'm sure like when you write stories like that, right? It, 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 there's a certain challenge I imagine to maintain. Uh, like patient privacy and partner privacy and stuff, right? Can it you is, just change yeah. names or there's a there's there's a good bit of the book that names are not obviously the same and I leave out certain details to keep their privacy in that. There are others that the names are correct and that's but those have all been gotten approvals uh, so that it was okay to use their name in in the book. And it's 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 tough sometimes because you don't want to give too much information because of privacy issues, but you also want to fill the color out as much as you can to to give it that that texture when you're writing it. Right, right. And I did, and um, 
And this this sample to a few pages on like Amazon and stuff like that to get a, a sample of it. Most certainly on uh, okay. on Amazon and on the book has a website. How many shots did you hear? dot com, and uh, I yeah. have the the forward and two stories that are that are there that you can you can read into. Okay. Not to mention yes, I... on Facebook uh, on on Facebook every week I've been posting a story for the last six weeks or so. So there's six or seven stories posted out there from the book uh, that I put out there for everybody to share and, and comment on. I put out a couple for uh, Katrina because it happened to fall right on the 10-year the anniversary fell on the Friday. So I shared a few stories from then. And as, as much, you kind of hit it on the head, you know, the TV show's got to do certain things. If there's anything I can hope for with the, bo- the book, I mean, I obviously want people to enjoy it and I'd love to see it get out there, but... If it gets out there and it gets read by the people who work EMS and their families and friends, to get kind of that picture of what they really do and see sometimes. They may not always talk about it, but we all know that you have that friend who doesn't understand your your humor because your humor is a little different after working in EMS for a while. And they don't understand why certain things don't outwardly bother you. And And I hope we can convey through the book some of the thoughts on why we are like we are because of the things that we've done. Yeah, and that's a great point because that, that's something I think also these books can help um, as well with people's families and friends and all. I mean, I've been doing this, this job for, you know, 20-something years, and, and I still feel like nobody in my family really knows 100% what I do. You know, uh, they can't really grasp it. Even there's been times that I say, well, I've, I've, I gave this medicine. You give medicine? Oh, oh okay. You know, it's like... <laughs> Well, where were you the past 15 years, you know, since I've known you, you never really realized, what did you think I did, you know? So it, I think it's important, and that's something, too, I think that a book like this can, can help as well, is, is, hey, just read this book real quick. It'll kind of give you an idea of what I really do, you know, out there in the field every day and what I'm experiencing every day. Um, you know, the, 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 like you said, the hilarious stuff, the sad stuff, the, the dangerous stuff that goes on out there that I don't think um, – the average TV shows can really get. They don't nearly relate it. They they see yeah. what they see on the news or from television shows, like you said, and they're not sure if it if that's dramatizations or what right. what we really do and what goes on. Uh, and right. that's why uh, whether it's been good or not, I've had the ability to be involved in so many different things over over so many years that I feel it's important to share that that kind of stuff. And if anything, you know, you you mentioned losing friends on the job, and there's several stories dedicated to to some very close friends uh, that I've lost. And I think those are important to read as a medic, that especially for a new medic coming on, there's going to come the time where you're going to lose someone on the job. Doesn't necessarily have to be someone you've worked on, but somebody who you know and you've worked with, and that's going to affect you differently than than a lot of things. And it truly stays with you and how you how you deal with that and how you relate it to what you do can make a big difference down the road. Sure, sure. Um, uh, you mentioned you're putting these stories on Facebook. What 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 page are you putting that on Facebook? Your personal page? Is there a certain I have an author page uh, for the book uh, by the book's title, uh, Welcome to New Orleans, How Many Shots Did You Hear? Uh, okay. So you can search that and it comes up for that page and it also has links to the web page and to uh, all the locations that the book are available. 
The book's website is howmanyshotsdidyouhear.com, and it also has links back to Facebook and everything else. So that's probably okay, great. the quickest and easy way to go. Yeah, and of course, I'll, there's uh, below in the show notes here, I've got links to all that stuff as well. Uh, the main website and, and a few of the links, direct links to buy the book. You can click them and buy them right from uh, the podcast page here uh, as well. So uh, I encourage everyone to check all that stuff out. Go go to the main website, I think, as well, and, and you know read some of the little stories there and, and get an idea what it's about uh, also, you know, uh, and get, give a feel to that as well. So, um, but I think we'll, we'll end it there, man, unless you got something else you want to do, uh, explain. But is there anything, like, you want to leave the, the listeners with before we close out? Just uh, enjoy. I really want everybody to enjoy the book, and uh, I like hearing what people think, so don't ever hesitate to send me a message, uh, post something, and let me know your thoughts. Uh, it's... It's been as much cathartic for me to put these stories down on paper, and the most important thing is sharing it with everybody out there. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, you know, I think people too. I, I just want to encourage people also. If you read the book, or you read a, a story on the on the on his uh, uh, page or on Facebook, if you like it, man, leave a comment. You know, on the Facebook page, saying how much you liked it, saying you read the book, and 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 giving you know kudos to it or whatever. Uh, even positive you know criticism is always great as well. I mean, I always encourage that too. Go to Amazon, leave leave you know reviews there on Amazon. That stuff carries a lot of weight. It makes a big deal uh, on how the book. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it it really makes a big deal on, on that, and and so I encourage people to do that stuff. I know it's it's kind of an extra step and, and people don't really think about it off the top of their head when they buy something on Kindle or, or they you know or, or um you know they don't really think about it and about leaving a review on Amazon or or you know leaving something on a Facebook page or whatever but I encourage people to do that because it really does um give validation to what's going on and whether you liked it or you hated it, I think it's always good to to put something there. Just don't be a troll. Don't just, you know, read two pages and say you hate the damn thing. You know, you know, read, read enough of it so you can uh, get an idea of what it what it's all about. So if anybody out there uh, doesn't know what a troll one. is, when you read the book, I have an <laughs> entire uh, story explaining trolls. <laughs> all right, sounds great, Brett. All right, we're gonna end there, man. Um, thanks a lot for for joining me on on this episode. I love doing these these sort of interviews. It's really cool. I love getting trying to help. You know, other EMS, you know, professionals out there, whether they have a product or a book or a resource or another skill that's like sort of outside EMS, trying to help them, you know, advance that, you know, that 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 awareness to it. So um, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and, of course, uh, there'll be stuff, again, like I mentioned in all this, you know, below the, the show notes here uh, so people can get access to it right away. So uh, thanks for joining me, man. I Thank really you appreciate very much. it. Everybody have a great day. All right. All right, guys, that's it for me as well. Um, again, any questions, comments, concerns, be sure to send them over to me. The, the email is contact at emsofficehours.com. Uh, as always, until next time, this is Jim Hoffman. Stay 